There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Shaver's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay. You let a woman beat ya. You little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? Closer to Don't, you. Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. And Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'd rather die running than be left here alone. Okay, but remember, serpentine! Absolutely. What a guy. You can fuck the lilies and the roses too. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. Hello and welcome to another edition of A Decade Under the Influence, the Father's Day edition! Y'all suck. Yeah. <laughs> and... not, not you, our loving audience, just these people here. Yeah, it's us. You are great, and I hope you're having a wonderful Father's Day, and you won't know because the TV won't play. It's okay. I just It's a focal point. I use the television as a focal point to organize my thoughts, and it just all went blank. <laughs> now the amber pump dogs amber pump dogs <laughs> uh i hope uh everyone is having a wonderful sunday uh we are excited to do a father's day edition for you a special edition because we did one next week but who knows uh when you will hear this we got going in style out pretty fast that's very pretty fast that's i like, like Within the week, so we're getting downright topical. I listen to a podcast <laughs> that will have um, you can pay a hundred dollars, and I love the podcast. So I don't want to give them too much shit, but it's the Greatest Generation. I will name names, <laughs> and they do the greatest discovery. They're fucking great, but it's like if you give them a hundred dollars, they'll read your message, and if you give them two hundred dollars, they'll read your business message. Whoa. But it's funny because these people give $100, which to me is still a lot of money. And it's like... Uh, that's a lot of money. They're like, dear dad, happy Father's Day. We love you so much. Thank you for taking care of me when mom died. And it's like November or something. <laughs> oh, no. They're like way behind. And again, I love the podcast. <laughs> it comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of love, but like they're way behind. They read uh, the positive review I wrote on the Janeway podcast. I was oh, like, the one you had to rewrite? Rewrote. And it was funny because it was like so amazed at hearing it. Just It's the little things. So they're like, if you write a review, we'll read it. It was wonderful. But they kept saying how long it was. It's too long. <laughs> this is long. And I'm like, okay, I'm your fan and I write too long messages praising you. I mean, that's a good problem. <laughs> Be so, happy I'm writing anything. Yeah, there's a new message coming now, and you'll have to read that. <laughs> Here, check this review out. A lengthy one about how I can write messages of any length. <laughs> no, they're right. They want to, you know, stay entertaining, which is something that, like, we tend to trail on sometimes. But this is the spice Never. you signed up for. The three people that are hearing my voice right now. We're doing Kramer versus Kramer. Fuck yeah, we are. Which uh, I did a little bit of research for and was starting to fucking get the feels. Yeah. Because it's Father's Day and this is um, one of those movies. 
they can have the feels. I was just talking to my mother about mm-hmm. it because it's funny that uh, I mean maybe we could just start the movie. This could be while the movie's going, so we yeah, don't have. Yeah, if it'll ever get to a place where we can fucking start the movie. Did it restart? Yeah, we I got put this... in this DVD, and yes, it's doing. It's like trying to tell you it's new and hip, but it's still like the old ones. Yeah, it's, it's just a got Blu-ray, but it's a bunch dumb, of fucking long ads. Intro. And yeah. But then there's like these clicking things, and it's like this particular Blu-ray. If you're listening, uh, put you're, yourself you're gonna, in the movie. You're gonna cue it with us. You can hear the gavel click as you choose their <laughs> not so special features or their scene selections. Like gavel. I always forget as I'm watching this movie, you know, and how great it is that it does turn into a courtroom drama. And we just did uh, a review of a question of love. Also with Jane Alexander, that turned out to be a courtroom drama. So, I don't know. In particular, I'm not the biggest fan of courtroom dramas, but we do uh, quite a bit of... When we've got do. a hidden episode of all the... Uh, and Justice Angry for Man. All. When we tally up all that we've watched, all the different genres, we'll have to be like, courtroom drama, and then name all the courtroom dramas. and Cop drama, we'll name all of those. Do you put Man in the Glass booth in a courtroom drama? I guess you'd have to, because you could say, you know, IMDb will give you three or four or five or whatever it is. Part of it is a car. Okay, now move the gavel. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta and turn you can on hear that. it. Here it is. <laughs> Y'all can't hear that, but you can hear it on your own uh, Blu-rays. <laughs> and, you know, again, this is the spice we offer. <laughs> Just press play. <laughs> this budget-ass gavel sound. <laughs> we're going to put it in later for you. Yeah, we're actually going to... Because Ashes has nothing else he'd rather be doing than nope. editing our podcast constantly. We're going we're gonna to go f- uh, do like six hours of gavel recordings, and I'm going to narrow it down exactly. to the Exactly. be like, that's one. too tangy. be like, <laughs> no, too wooden, too oh, digital. Yeah, yeah, and just... stop fucking up my table. <laughs> It would be a lot better than that was. That was like sounded like somebody dropped their laundry on the floor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so what like... is it, people? It's a coffee cup on a table. <laughs> what? You're giving away the magic. Hey, wait, wait. Here's tomato. Oh, that, that sounds, sounds cool. better. No, that sounds like what they recorded, which is like dropping a bag on the floor. Their gavel? Yeah. <laughs> their gavel didn't sound like a gavel. Yeah. Theirs sounded... sound like something hard hitting wood. You said hard and wood. What? <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be that kind of podcast. You listed it as explicit. I always list every one we of them We can talk explicit. about fucking. And sucking. <laughs> no, but like Apple, Apple's always so fucking babyish about their podcast you put up there and you put like one fuck in the thing and they'll like go on and tell it even a shit yeah and facebook is even worse Ugh. the stuff i get rejected for i have no idea they tend to reject the reviews it's just too much wait didn't didn't we get it rejected for political stuff or something that was or other? one of the ones i can't we, tell you can't pay for to... political ads <laughs> and it's not like one of the movies might have been slightly about but it wasn't I don't remember. It was in that seven movie review that we just released. Go back and listen to that. It's too yeah, political for Facebook. They won't let me give Facebook $4 to promote it. <laughs> don't you want money? They're like, we got enough money, honestly. I think part of it, too, is just that, like, all the 
like the Nazis and the anti-vaxxers, like how they're u using code words, and so then the code words get coded as as off limits or whatever, and so then and it, it like the point is to get innocent people swept up in it, so that we'll be all up in arms about you know all oh, censorship on the internet. Wait, are they censoring people on the internet now? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile. It's all fucked up. But yeah, it does suck. It sucks that they're, you know, using a a shitty algorithm. Yep. And that yep. they are not hiring enough people to actually just monitor yeah, hire it more and people. review it and like. I'm just see talking about Billy D. Williams what? movies. Come on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you can't handle Billy D. Williams movies, out the fucking door. Uh, now it's too quiet. Yeah, but Did it's you gonna put your, like, thing on again that's supposed to, like... Nor the normalization? Whatever. Yeah, normalization. I didn't, because... The gated I, thing when we were recording the punk rock, and it was like... It does weird like, stuff. I don't like it. When you can hear it, it sucks. When you can't hear it, it does its job. Yeah. But what we used to have a problem with is... Uh, what was that noise? I'm glad I don't remember it. It was That's a big cactus. It's it, it really pie. fills the pot. <laughs> so I felt that this is a great movie for for Father's Day, but I always feel a little silly. That, like it's just another thing when you're looking at history. And so and I was just telling my mother this. Uh, thank you for calling me on Father's Day. My mom's so sweet. Um, that it's like people were waking up to the fact that they could be good fathers. You know? Right. Right. Because my father, uh, my adopted, uh, my adoptive father was a gynecologist, and he was, um, when he died, one of the big things that they said that he had done was to bring fathers into the delivery room. And if you watch, like, an old fucking episode of I Love Lucy or some shit, it's them just outside passing out cigars and, like, drinking and shit, and it's like, you're missing a really wonderful thing that you're supposed to be there for to help you bond with the child and shit. Yeah. And to support your partner, and it's just like, fuck. And so my dad would be like, get in here, fuckface. <laughs> what do you, got cigars and stuff? No smoking around the baby. Oh, actually, it's the 70s. Go ahead and smoke around the baby. It's fine. They need <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, don't smoke around the baby, but you can have the drugs. It's the mother that has to have the natural childbirth. That's right. The father can have drugs, but he should be there. <laughs> and this is like, you know... I don't know. It's rare because they always like want to have the sympathy with the mother, and that makes sense. And he's working too much and stuff. But like, it's yeah. like this marvelous thing that he's like being a good dad. There they are. This is awesome when they break the fucking <laughs> incidental music wall when they're actually right? in street musicians. <laughs> but it's almost like everyone else who's not a mass murderer should be applauded as well. Right. You, know, it's just like, you didn't throw up anywhere in here. He's a good dad now. It's just, I'm glad people are being better dads now. Why doesn't he have a key? And it's almost like we have this oh. movie to thank. <laughs> uh, this, of course, won Best Picture in 1979. Or 1980, it won Best Picture for 1979. He won Best Actor for this, too, didn't he? Yeah, we'll get there. Rotary phone. Hmm. Listen, I gotta get those photos when the refresher button 
but it's another year where like a bunch of cool people were nominated. What? And all, all I think movies that were gonna be um, watching reviews, every one of them I think, or that we've done, because we did China Syndrome. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do Injustice for All. I love how he's not getting it right away. He's on the phone. He's too busy. She's like, "I'm leaving you." When you got married, you haven't. He's just starting to get it. But you haven't worked. You haven't added anything to that. I thought. Con Ed, you're gonna get a divorce from Meryl Streep. When I was thinking about this, I was like, is the lady in this the lady from Mad About You? <laughs> I don't know about that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's freaking out. But if he's, you know, one of these working all the time dads and he probably wasn't emotionally available enough, I don't know. Uh, this uh, film was partially... It was based on a book, but the screenplay was written. Uh, the guy who also directed it had Dustin Hoffman in mind the whole time. Hmm. And Dustin didn't want to do it because he was actually going through a divorce at the time, and he felt it would be too painful and too real. And he had some reservations with the book, but he was really thankful that the, they were willing to change the book to make it more real and allow collaborations and Meryl Streep said the same thing that the director and there's something in my notes where it's like because she was doing a movie with Woody Allen at the same time she was doing fucking Manhattan Jesus two and movies at the same time Woody Allen time. and um, what is this I can't remember the director's name last name's Benton so is it Robert Benton god damn it she's amazing she is amazing. I have her down as like what the greatest actor in the world. I think we've discussed this. Before. I think we have discussed this, and yes. Whatever. When I find the director's first name, but anyway, it's Benton is his last name, and she was saying that um, Woody would be like, "Do it as written." There's a comma there that I wrote for a reason. Of course, we all when she did the interview, you know, maybe she knew, but we all didn't know um, as much as we do now how much of a fuckhead Woody Allen is. Right. Uh, but Benton was like, you know, um, you know, let's make it better. What did he say? If you can make it better, you know, great, make it better. And allowing to, you know, collaborate and make room for what the actors think and make the story, you know, the best that it can be. And I just thought that was funny that Woody Allen was like such a narcissist or whatever. <laughs> My commas! <laughs> It drives the story. So I watched it. Uh, you probably, Tab. Oh, that's keep, why keep they're going, breaking sorry. up. This is the spice. That... <laughs> uh, I was thinking that like uh, we. I mean, we watched probably the same same stuff prepping for this. You actually probably watched a ton more. But there, there's an interview I watched where they were talking about a specific scene where she realized that he was actually mad at her. Like, you know, because he's, he, like you were saying, he's going through an actual divorce during the making of this movie. So he's like pretty raw making a movie about divorces. And she's like, oh, it's like, you're actually mad at me. You're like playing out these scenes. This is like true method acting. 
Yeah, you hear that a lot. I left that out. We've got to collaborate on these things. I thought I was the research guy. I was going to leave that out for a reason. Now you come around. That's fine. I just wouldn't want to cloud because she was also saying that like they get along and everything. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it, he identified it as transference, you know, that he wasn't actually well, mad at her at all. goes back to be like, hey, I didn't even want to take this role. <laughs> <laughs> now, he has only been married twice, so that was the only divorce he's been through. And yeah. he was talking about how, um, you know, you no one expects to get divorced, and it was very difficult for him. And then it's just funny how, like, this gets thrown into his lap. You do this, here's Jane Alexander. Are you a lesbian? She is in a question of love. That's right. <laughs> also, oh, that's who I was trying to find out with my best mom. Best mom in the world. Gina Davis, because Gina Davis is like 92 or some shit. Not Gina Davis, Gina Rowling. She just had a birthday, and she's in Gloria, and she was in question of love. She's got an amazing, raspy voice. Gina Rowland, 91. And her birthday was what? Saturday or something. Huh. Yeah. How much? Jane. And we have recently watched Jane Alexander in Testament, a great movie, but it's 83, folks. When we'll get to that. But at some point, I would love to podcast that. I like her a lot, but she always, like, could be a billion different actresses when I look at her. I disagree, but I like that that's what you think. I don't think that at all. She's, I don't know why I like her so much. Well, I, she's in this um, movie with Darth Vader about racism in the 60s. It was a great white hope. And that's like, I think of it from that as a starting point. Hmm. It's, um, I don't know how well that movie has aged. We'll watch it. But, I mean, Dustin Hoffman gets to start in The Graduate, and I feel that's a movie that hasn't aged well for me or... I think it's one of those movies like Easy Rider where it did things, we talk about this many times, where it did things for yep. people, but if you watch it now, you're just like, what? <laughs> is, you know, but it helped people transition into, like, you know, some form of evolution, elevation, thinking differently, thinking outside the box. I don't know what it is. There's um, old bits of, like, Lenny Bruce where he would just say a swear word and just stuff that wasn't even funny, and people were laughing hysterically. Right. I'm just like, I don't get this. Uh, some of his concerts were amazing, but some of them I just, I don't get it. They just like need that and thing I don't know broken, what it is. that taboo. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know what it is about The Graduate that everyone, have you seen The Graduate? I have, yeah. And you like it? I, I think so. I mean, I remember liking it, yes. I think part of it's the I soundtrack. Remember. Being like, what was the deal with this? Why did everyone think this is so great? I think because he's like... But Mike Nichols did Day of the Dolphin, which you could listen to our podcast and hear Fuck yeah. more talk about that. I think we were drunk or high when we did that. I think so, too. But I think part of it is that, like, you know, he's a non-motivated person who's, like, finished college and is, like, trying to find himself and... There's also an older woman who's trying to reinvigorate herself or whatever. I don't know. Will I marry the I, person I'm supposed to marry? Will I get the job I'm supposed to get? Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I don't like the way they did it. I've I'm run away from the memories of it. 
because I don't, I was like, this is something I can't connect to it. I feel out of step with this. This was mostly improvised. The folding of the French toast. But then he couldn't decide if the burning was improvised or not, which I think is nice to take a breath and be like, am I taking credit for everything when maybe I didn't do everything? Bring home the bacon. Now, that was in Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Bring home the bacon. <laughs> I made, like, 15 drunk ladies. I don't think it was a bachelorette party, but it, it felt like one. Uh-huh. I made them all happy last night because the guy was like, this is the last song uh, I work at a karaoke bar. And... Um, I w- they were like, come on! And I was like, just do a fucking TV theme song. Because <laughs> those are like a minute long. Yeah. They were like, oh my God! But then they didn't. It was like, Golden Girls is 30 seconds, y'all can sing it. And shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that into this podcast while we're watching this amazing movie, but uh, the ending French, French of totally. parties, as you know, but also the ending of karaoke is... Always uh, a mess. Always a mess. They would like one more song. What he's doing great. (laughs) Is he stupid? Like he couldn't even guess how to make French toast better than that. I think that that's (laughs) a reality. Is that like if I had never seen French toast made Yeah. I probably could have guessed better than that. But you know, they're going theatrical and they want you to like see to feel with intensity when he gets it, and then you can look back to how fucked up he was in the beginning. Jesus. Yeah, I guess so. It is pretty bad, but movies always do this. And I get it. They're acting. And he had nothing but praise for this kid actor and how natural he was and really honest. <laughs> Is everything going okay with my dad? <laughs> yeah, seriously. He's like, now... I'm just going to get insecure attachment because now I'm having to take care of my dad. <laughs> well, I mean, if that solidifies, you can give your parents and we can give our kids or whatever. I mean, it's totally different for the kids, but you can give your parent a pass for one. But if the next morning is like that. I was just here to abduct a child, and now I have this one. Flatbush ain't flushing? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You don't get it? No. Flushing is where it's at. But so I'm the same age as that child actor, and so that kid is 50 now, and I am also 50, (laughs) as I speak before you now. Um... And he was supposed to play a six-year-old, but he was, what, eight. So still, pretty darn young. What I tell you earlier breaks the fucking magic for me. I don't even get it anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't like that lamp. <laughs> How do you do, You took a New jello York. bowl and you turned it into a lamp. Pick up the phone. I'm like, whatever with the fucking theme song of Mr. Belvedere in the back of my head. That's <laughs> I don't know how it came up. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, born August 8, 1937. He's 83 years old. He was born the day before my mom. 
Oh, wow. It's going to be 80 this year, so she's 1941. Uh, two marriages, first divorce was going on, only approach to do this role, we said that. He has six kids, he won two Oscars. Well, he really does have six kids. Yeah, one for this and the other for... The graduate? No. Oh, what? Oh, it's going to be something dumb, isn't it? What comes on at 4 p.m.? Was that 4 p.m.? Wapner, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Wapner. Rain Man. <laughs> oh, that's right. 88. Um, he did some TV in a movie called Tiger Makes Out in 1967. Big crazy break. Uh, is the overrated graduate. That's my opinion, y'all. I think it's overrated. <laughs> As I said, 1967. Well, it gets an 8.0. I mean, watch it. Let us know what you think. You know, probably just for the plastic re recommendations alone. I think The Graduate is overrated. Change my mind. Uh, directed by Mike Nichols. More on him when we do Catch-22. Also listen to our Day of the Dolphin episode. Uh, Dustin, he's walking here in Midnight Cowboy, 1969. He's a uh, Razzo Rizzo. Uh, now, that one, I think, is still great. That one's fantastic. Um, he's a little big man, 1970. Also hasn't aged well. Like, whoa. Uh, we saw him in All the President's Men, 1976. We'll see him in our showcase of Lenny, 1974, and Marathon Man, 1976. As well as a couple films we will most likely review. He's fun and tootsie. And I wrote another opinion. Hook sucks. What? I don't like fucking Hook. And he's stupid in it, but whatever. <laughs> Y'all can like Hook if you want to. It's it's a fine movie. I saw it a ton because I got a copy of it for free from McDonald's in a half meal Everybody, or okay. Everybody, you can get a, a copy of Hook. And a free box if you walk down the street right now. Yeah, because McDonald's gave away a billion of them. That I didn't know. Whoa. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, fucking right. You are now after that French toast scene. Mostly improvised. Yeah, but you're not. You're also really not helping. Like I come oh, but to his hair looks good now. I was just about to make fun of his hair, and he just did a little thing. But also, like, who goes and like vents about their personal shit in their boss's office? <laughs> People with no friends. He does, because like they're shot. There's another scene later where his boss is such a cock and. It's funny because he sticks up to his boss about his kid, and that remi reminded me of another movie that I couldn't remember. I'm thinking it's Mr. Mom, where the boss is like, you know, you're spending too much time with your kids. <laughs> and he was like, that's one. Don't make fun of my kids. And I think he does it again. He's like, that's two, and he, like, socks his boss. And Whoa. Shit. And I always like movies like that, you know. Oh, you Parents know defend their kids. Cause, uh, juice is going right over. You know it is. I didn't have enough of it. Uh oh. You knew it was going. Of course, going. you know I said that, but like in my work, that's totally acceptable. <laughs> but I'm not like working on. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Big corporate office though. <laughs> yeah, but he's that good, and he's. It's time for a change. <laughs> Gotta talk about my kids. Because I work too much. What are these things? <laughs> Exposures. 
I think they're like the things you put on the overhead projector. Just admit, Mr. Denim, that it's a bunch of shit anyway and it gets more important than the stupid Josh. Yeah, you've made tonight real fun. Yeah, I did. Thanks, Dad. Well, why do I gotta flush the toilet? I'm not. I ain't flushing shit. So he plays Ted K. Meryl Streep plays Joanna K. Here it is. She's the greatest living actor in the world. Yeah, mommy also watched my advertisement oh, about. Oh, I know. Fucking gotta get tired. Uh, we're gonna see Meryl Streep and Julia, and under protest, I think we're gonna have to do a showcase of Deer Hunter. Another what? another movie that I think is slightly overrated. You don't like Deer Hunter? I think it's overrated. I think uh, as much as I love, I love, love, love seventies movies that just take their time to explore the space like the cowbell in fucking <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult but um I think Deer Hunter is too you watch that movie and three hours later they're still at the fucking wedding they're still there and yeah I, I don't, have you seen it recently? I haven't seen it recently and I've seen it recently and not recently and in the theater with a bunch of movie fans and again I'm just oh and at the very end, they're fucking singing the national anthem. I'm just like, it's not connecting with me as like a movie everyone loves, you think should, as a shared experience. I don't know. Yeah. I don't hate it, but again, I think I will be doing it under protest. I would, Yeah, I want to do Deer Hunter, so you're going to... It's fine. I like that. <laughs> I will be a perfect gentle person. I, yeah, I would expect nothing less. This is the hardest scene. I wouldn't think it's the hard. I mean, to act or to watch. Just for me, it's when he fucking falls off the playground. Oh, I and know. And hearing how they shot it was pretty fun, though. He's like holding onto a bar or something, and he has to let go. And not the monkey bar, like a different. Like he's got him in this thing. It was. It made me feel better to feel how it was made. Which is something my mother used to do when I would get scared by TV shows like Fantasy Island and shit. She would talk about how there were camera people around and you know how they filmed it. That always made me feel better. I don't care either. Although Fuck I told her. you my dad would get so mad if you tried to explain to him how the Muppets were. were <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he's like 50 years old. He's like, don't take me out of it. I love the Muppets. <laughs> Bye. 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 Uh, oh, I saw some good hairdos there. Some very good hairdos. So, we're going to see her in Julia, um, under protest, Deer Hunter. And I just wrote, Silkwood is amazing, because we recently watched oh, yeah, right. a, it, it a is nice Blu ray of Silkwood. Jane Alexander, she's 81 years old. She plays Margaret Phelps. We just reviewed her in Question of Love. Uh, this is a small part for Jane Alexander. She's only in a few scenes, um, but she still got nominated for an Academy Award for this. Really? Yeah. Huh. We're going to see her in Night Crossing. That's a movie I watched recently, and you knew what it was about. You're like, that's the one where they go in the hot air balloon? To oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. I like that yeah. one. It's funny, because I love it, but we were watching it. You have to show that guy. I, I don't know. 
That's a character actor I can't name right now. But um, when I was like halfway through Night Crossing, I was like, wait, this is like a Disney movie. And it, 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 it is, yeah. It's very like... But it's pretty rough for a Disney movie. I mean, it's like, you know, gritty and... Kinda. Well, I mean, there is a, I that, think so. a death scene early on, isn't there? We're going to see her in Playing for Time and uh, 1980 and Brubaker 1980 with... Um, Brubaker? What's that hot actor's name? The guy from The Candidate. And the guy, the other guy from um, him with All the President's Men. Uh, Redwood? No, Jeremiah Redford? Johnson. Why can't I think Redford. of his name? Yeah, I thought you said Redwood. I did. It's Redwood. Yeah, Robert Redford. Um, and we will see Jane Alexander in the New Centurions, 1972. Hey, how's it going, sport? Fucking late. So... Robert, I was right, Robert Benton. The script and film were directed by Robert Benton. Based on a novel by Avery Corman. Hmm. Yeah. Duh. You're late. That's what, how late is. Meryl Streep said, um, <laughs> "Hungry man dinner." You know, <laughs> played her as so someone gross. who was very sick and depressed, out of control. You know, but then comes back, trapped. Uh, he, Robert Benton, uh, approached Meryl Streep for her speech at the end and was like, "I don't, you know, I want you to rewrite this speech." And have it be from your perspective, you know, because I don't want it to sound, you know, I want it to sound like it was written by a mother. And she added all the stuff about, like, I'm his mother, and that's real huh. tearjerker. But it's funny because the director forgot that he had said that, and he's like, oh, it's going to create, like, a lot of work. And he said it was a little bit too long, but it was, like, it was perfect. <laughs> so it was just like you forget a good decision that you had made. <laughs> I always remember loving TV dinners. I did and too. And loving it was like McDonald's, a... and it's just these like super unhealthy things. I don't know if we said this on a podcast or if I was talking with my friends, but it was maybe it was the podcast. We we're talking about McDonald's. Which one? Oh, and how specifically when they were um, suing them and they had no money, the activists and going up against billion-dollar McDonald's that they were able to get them. They were able to prove that McDonald's exploits children through advertising. Because I just remember, like, with my cousins or whatever, just screaming. Oh, yeah, we did do this recently. Until they would fucking pull over <laughs> to McDonald's <laughs> to get some shitty toy that would break in five seconds and, like, cardboard food that would make you feel hungry five minutes after you ate it. <laughs> Not that hooked. It's also VHS, so it still works. I mainly liked it because of the playground. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. They didn't have balls when I was a kid. They brought the balls in later. I was giving it we had dangerous toys. You would. We had a Mayor McCheese like cage. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. I think the balls was after us. No, no. You got no. the balls. We got I balls for. You got balls. I got balls. What'd you get balls for? <laughs> <laughs> for a good time. He says balls, but I'm thinking testes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of testicles. Uh, where'd you get all these pictures of Meryl Streep? They had the like, the um. It was. It wasn't the mayor though. It was the sheriff guy, because it was like 
his mouth was like prison. That was the Burger Maybe King version. Maybe that's what you had. I don't know. No. Yeah, that was the Burger King version. No, you're right. I'm just fucking with you. But I mean, Mayor McCheese was there. Now and Burger there had the thing that Sir Shakes a lot. The like we Burger just, thing that you would sit in and you would just like spin until you threw up. They had different stuff in <laughs> Illinois. I don't know what you're talking about. I used I always used Midwest, to really look from. forward to that like. Big spring you'd get on with like a, a oh, saddle yeah, the fry and whatnot. Oh yeah, the little fry guys. Fucking spring rock thing. back and forth like <laughs> I think, insane. Yeah, they did have the same shit everywhere. Shoot you everywhere. Oh. If you did it hard enough, you could hit the ground. Yes. <laughs> Look at mommy getting Everybody be, be good quiet. Guy. All podcasters be quiet so we can figure out what the noise was. What was that? Is he vacuuming? No, it's just a trash coming. Oh, okay. Wow, that, you peed quick. <laughs> I think he's left. Well, there was pee noise. I don't know. There's no way. Maybe he, he did something. I mean, I think it was just sound effects. But there was but no... here, their routine is starting to solidify. There was no <laughs> flushing, I'll tell you that Starting much. to get it. And an actual parent is born. <laughs> Ooh. Almost. It's a, he's it, still... Doing the waking up and the. <laughs> He's out of here. I got my newspaper and. Do, do, do. This apartment just... is a billion dollars today. Yeah. Intimate. <laughs> you have some of those in the kitchen. Helping each other. Those are stale. Well, eat them faster. Hey. That's that's good. We just having donuts and comic books for breakfast? Good advice. Oh no, I'm getting sleepy already. And pour the milk. Pour the oil. Oh! Oh! I thought he was meaning to put that in his coffee. Mm. (laughs) What's that? Uh, Aspirin. He needs it. All this parenting. Oh my god. Well, did they both take an aspirin in the morning? Once you get on track, the first thing you need to do is fucking give Meryl Streep an award for doing what you couldn't do for all these years. <laughs> well, see, I don't think she was working, right? That's Doesn't the whole matter. thing. It's is a lot of work. He's, he's still, like... No, I understand. I'm just... When they get a good routine going, he's at, what, 20% or something? Yeah. It's getting better. The oh. kid's still doing most of everything. <laughs> Mr. O'Connor can suck it. I need to check on her for a wrap-up because, uh... Oh, you can not hair is give me more... Oh, message. pachinko balls! You see the pachinko balls? You know about the pachinko balls? <laughs> oh, she's got a pretty great widow's peak. Who is Charlie seeing now? And, you know, they show him doing a little thing, but, like... We've all been parents who watch our children on the playground. You have to have, like, one eye on them at all times. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even then they fucking fall. Where he's, yeah, he's, he's looking. Yeah, they'll fall, but, you know, they're not going to get also, kidnapped or something. I mean, here's, here's the other piece. Like, this playground here is probably a billion times less safe than anything we ever, like, had our kids on. Yeah, but not what I played on. I played on well, yeah, no, that was I mean, less... Less safe than this. They would put broken glass 
the, on the playground early in the morning to have it ready for when we showed up. And that's the way we wanted it. And they would leave big things of wood and, like, you know, big bricks so that we could make ramps. Oh, fuck yeah. To, like, leap into the glass. Not even on a bike. You just run and you leap. And you just Superman into the wire, glass. razor wire. Rusty nails and hypodermic needles. Absolutely. Cue the heroin addicts. Are you done with this? We need this for the playground. It's almost 6 a.m. The children will be coming soon. <laughs> what? That's not. That's not how things work. They're having real talk. I always yeah. liked having real talk on the playground <laughs> with the other parents. It's fucking great. And even now, even though more people are cool dads now, when I would be on the playground, it was like me and like. 40 moms. There yeah. was really rarely any other dads there. <laughs> Which is fine. I'd rather hang out with the moms anyway. I don't know too much about sports. <laughs> I don't want to talk about some... They don't, they don't want to hear me diss their shitty band that they like. Right. <laughs> the dad starts talking to me. He was like, fucking Sublime shirt? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't want no Thank you for Santeria. giving us the passage of time. Look, what did you love about that movie you liked more than I did? Promises in the Dark, The Steps. <laughs> Ned Beatty, who's in A Question of Love with Jane Alexander. That's right. Um, these are the steps. <laughs> so you got to start with step one, you see? And then once you get through step one, you move on to step two. Now step two, it progresses then to step three. Time is want, what do they call these couches here? I used to hate sitting on these couches. Expensive. But it's a... Uh, it's... What is it? It's not quilted. Maybe it is quilted. Victory, what do they call these? Man, he's just got a bunch of fun toys in there. Pachinko ball machine and... You don't know what kind of couch that is? I don't care what the other... Expensive counts. I love this scene. It's like... Leather and it's got the brass tacks in it. So many movies were doing this, though, because they did this in Ordinary People. Actually, this is first, and then Ordinary People. Where the boss is even like, stop thinking about your kids. I don't right. think about my kids. We're <laughs> in college, and then you're gone. Stop thinking about them. Let's worry about tax law. And then this boss, and then Mr. Mom. I mean, the reality is that's why they were, like, discriminating against hiring women. Because they were like, oh, they'll be thinking about their kids all day and they won't be working. And <laughs> Spit it out. You can be fussy. Yeah. There you go. Do it. <laughs> and it's fine. And my parents. I mean, my dad, which had other, he had other things going on, and I've since forgiven my father, but he had, you know, real hard time with with this rule that, like, you know, a good parent, uh, you know, can keep their cool even when, you know, the child cannot. And I always, you know, I mean, I wasn't a perfect parent. None of us are going to be, but... Um, Usually, I always thought this stuff was kind of cool, you know? I mean, <laughs> the kid cannot eat only ice cream, but still. <laughs> the fact that you're going to, like, lose your cool or spank or hit. Is a... 
Is it so hard to enjoy your children? <laughs> he just doesn't say it believably. And I always, I always, I, I love Sass. And this is, he's the kid is punk rock right now. Yeah, I know your rules. I say fuck the rules. Yeah, he has you, a mohawk. Yeah, you see it? Look at this. I couldn't even make this I'm big bite. Never. I am not going to say it again. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to say it again. So this is where Dustin Hoffman breaks the cardinal rule. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, and he's like, I hate you too. That's, Jesus Christ. Ooh, X-Wing. Although my dad once called me a vicious little shit. A <laughs> vicious little shit. Yeah. Now go apologize. I love you. You can't have the ice cream, though. God damn it. Yeah, it's a process of listen to your out. classical music. Have some shitty J and B. J and B. If you had better scotch, you'd be a better father. Yeah, maybe a better advertiser. <laughs> No, he's got all the bad ones, Seagram's, yeah. Beefeater. This is all, like, top shelf. This is well. All of it. Is all, and then some There's battleship. Some dumb toys up there. So that wasn't the scene. I like that there was a playground setup scene where they're just gabbing. Right. But uh, he's worried when he's up on the top of the monkey bars, which are just the most dangerous toy. You don't see monkey bars anymore. Did you ever get hurt on the monkey bars? Yeah, but it was probably the point. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. I broke Land ribs on, my head on, on purpose. Whoa, I only ever got blisters. I never got hurt on the monkey bars. Did you ever walk on the monkey bars? Yes. <laughs> did you ever fall through and land on your <laughs> No. <laughs> <your ribs? laughs> well, they have a private monkey bar discussion on the side. <laughs> no, I like it. Uh, I've told you that the worst I think I got hurt as a kid was um, playing on the bleachers. Oh, God. And those are like aluminum bleachers, and it was raining, and I was way on the top, and we were playing Star Wars, and I fell. But the, mem- the thing I like about that memory is my sister was supposed to be watching me. <laughs> and she was like, like she would do with her own kids, you know, you scan the room every once in a while. And she scanned the room just as I was falling. And she has that memory of looking and just saying, ah, You have failed in watching me. <laughs> and I broke both my arms. Oh my god. That's like worst case scenario shit. <laughs> Crazy. He fell on all the spikes. I don't know what and happened. And it was 70s. So B, they threw me in the back of a van and went to the hospital. And C, uh, this charismatic Christian lady made me pray with two broken arms, like made me put my arms in like prayer form, even though it's screaming. I remember telling the woman that I couldn't get a shot in the ass because it was against my religion. <laughs> Which sounds like I was on my game more than I was. I was like, Where did I come up with that? <laughs> it's against my religion. And I was like crying or something you know freaking out as you would and like my parents had to come in from the city or something like they were somewhere else for the day oh wow yeah i had four sisters and you know they were all older than me and so they were able to watch me but something bad happened he's doing this amsr shit
whispering isn't making me like keeping me sleepy. It's it's creepy. I don't like the whispering. Well, it's just talking in a normal voice. I like it when you're whispering with someone and then you switch. You realize that you can just start talking normally. Yeah. <laughs> can we just agree right now that we can just start talking normally? I can't whisper all that well. You whisper fine. It's a personal failing. I have a voice that doesn't whisper. I think you're fine. Every time I'm talking super loud and think I'm whispering. No, but see... No, you'd be like, I still hate you, you little shit. <laughs> That's what you should have done. You vicious little shit. For fun. Pilgrim. Oh. Uh, the cape is cool. Blah. All these things that they show now is everybody with their cameras or their phones. Mm-hmm. Here they're just watching. They should show them taking notes. Look at that, Mom. Jeez. There it is. Dude, you suck at this not acting. One Never act line. again. <laughs> not one. No, there it is. Yeah. Wicked witches. Unspooky spooks. Where's the Christian person being like, this is wrong? Mm-hmm. Outside protesting. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> You'll be happy to know I just made it to the Veronica Mars movie. Hey. I'm halfway through it. It's okay. It's neat to check in with everybody six or seven years later. I don't know. They're at their 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Hey, she's from Poltergeist. She smokes weed and then, like, saves her, her children. She's a great mom in Poltergeist. That's a patriotic. <laughs> she goes into huh. a pool full of corpses to save her child. Uh, Heather O'Rourke, didn't she die badly? It was weird. 1776. Is that weird? Patriot. All those weird things that people talk about with poltergeist now, like it was cursed or something. Or was it? Well, there's one. I don't remember. Something happened with some of the crew, but I don't remember that. You can yell at your speakers that I don't remember everything about poltergeist. It's an 80s movie too, but um, it's just dark. The the main girl died really young. She was hmm. like 12 or something of some disease, and then. Another one of the stars was assaulted and killed. Ah. Real bad. She mean, needs them glasses. Put them glasses on. I do love her in Poltergeist. But, do you remember her in Poltergeist? <laughs> do you remember Poltergeist? No. Mary Jo Beth Williams? She's also in The Big Chill or some shit. I will never forget the tan line on her butt, though. Ah! Full bush! Hi. Hi. What's your name? I'm Phyllis Barton. Who? I'm a friend of business. <laughs> friend. She covers friend. one up and the other, that's. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do you like fried chicken? I could save you from this, but I'm gonna. So I. Oh, that's. Um, that's nice. Well, I. It's really. Just go back in the room. <laughs> that <was laughs> just, awesome. That's the one time it happened when we were just stunned. You're never going to do this. You can't do it, in fact. I don't know where this is, but it said the whole film was this has gotta be, filmed in Manhattan. Yeah, this has got to be... Uh, which, um, 
the is why Meryl Streep could do Manhattan at the same time that she's <laughs> doing this movie filmed in Manhattan. Central Park. Why can't they think of Central Park? That's dumb. Well, I don't know if it's Central Park. I thought you said Sunset Park. I would have gone with that. Yes, this is Sunset Park. <laughs> As opposed to Sunrise Drive. Oh, yeah. Sunset Park, get it? I switched it. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! That's punk rock. Yeah, it is punk rock. Look at that kid. Is he going to sell you drugs? Psst. Do you like acid? Psst, acid. <laughs> that kid is going to Oh, he's picking his nose. Eat it. He's eat almost it. picking eat his it. nose. Eat it. Eat it. Just on the edge of it the entire time. Is that the direction? Act like you're picking your nose the entire sure, time. Sure, why not? <laughs> I need you to be, like, just on the edge of it constantly. Two fingers, please. So, yeah, Dustin Hoffman was going through a divorce while this was going, and Meryl Streep's partner had just died, and that's John Cassell, who was in The Deer Hunter and in Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, and wow. I think he was a smoker. I think he died of lung cancer. He died March 13, 1978. He was 42 years old. He was Sal in Doug Dabrin. Oh. Which you can listen to our Doug Dabrin podcast for pride. I was so annoyed it's not in the gay and lesbian uh, section, pride section at Movie Madness. What? Dog Day Afternoon's not? It, it should be like right in the middle, center square. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Right next to the Paul Lind Halloween special. It was shot crazy. That's like nine cuts. Now he mentioned it is like, no, this kid's weight. It was like, I had to, because it was like the director wanted to do this in a seamless shot. He later admitted there's a couple cuts, but it's basically one shot. So he has to carry this kid like two full blocks or whatever. And the child actor was talking about how... Being shaken wildly. <laughs> yeah, no, he was talking about how neat he thought that like... Every driver in every car was a stunt driver. Just, he thought that was really cool. That is cool. I mean, because you're Cause a little kid, you're also learning how they make movies. <laughs> the doctor sucks. It's fucking Mangala. Okay, you stay with him because it was your fault. You were right there and you could have caught him. But You were like looking at me talking about your date. And <laughs> yeah. No, but scars are cool. Yeah, <laughs> should have said that. Uh, chicks dig scars. What do you mean? There's no reason for me to be. Yes, there is. Like, it's not. He's like, be... oh, that's the new way, huh? I get it. You're part of the new way where you're gonna be there with your kid. Fine. <laughs> 
hard to watch. Mm. I'm just focusing on his, his shitty pens. <laughs> he does that, also, that, that kid crying any... voice perfect. I know, it's too oh. perfect. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I right I don't in the think field. there's any like... actual string. I'm not seeing real string. Yeah, I don't think he's actually doing it. <laughs> no, but you can have real string. <laughs> oh, didn't need it. Got me. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to call my kid right now. Holy shit. <laughs> Just send a quick I love yeah, you message. Yeah, you got a, Okay, you, you can send a message. Yeah, that's You it. could call him if you have a little thing dialed in where we can get him on the podcast. Oh, I, yeah, I, I could do that. It's not ready yet, but it, it's coming soon. We could call you during a <laughs> podcast. getting hot in here we turned off the ac for you our dear listener so you don't have to hear it loud that's right because it's just like and that would be shit and rinse (laughs) spit yeah i know what happened you weren't paying attention you're all high on your stupid date a bad thing can happen even if you're paying attention yeah, can you watch my kid? Um, the favor should be, what is that thing? Was that like an intercom or something? That's an old phone. Because there's a, the receiver of it on there. It's probably the old entryway to the apartment. Yeah. We had one of those in our, our Say first yes, apartment. turtleneck. I want to ask you another question. Are you a lesbian with Gina Rollins? Do you want the answer? The real answer? The truth. <laughs> your son that'll later be and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead and shoot a bunch of dishes and say that they're done <laughs> can you do that for me <laughs> doesn't she already have like three kids yeah which is why he's like you can have one more yeah, who one will more. even know be my kid he likes you but that's a lot of kids for one person that's fine Jane like, Alexander what can do it. What does she do for a living again? She's a, a college student. <laughs> Doing great wrestling. WrestleMania! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Ticket price charges for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Keep do you your smoke war savings pledge. You want to get that? He's got the skunk that has like a bucket on his head. Louise, it's ringing on it. Sounds like a song from a stoner rock band. Skunk bucket. Who is this? Motherfucker. It's Streep. Hi, I wore this jaunty scarf. <laughs> Meryl Streep, mothers. Oh, this is a cool shot. You get the mirror. Where's he coming from? Can you find her? Oh, there she is. I mean, he improvised this, this famous glass thing. Yeah. But I guess he told one camera operator, like, if I do do this... Can you get it in the shot? And he was like, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> I really... And he's saying that her reaction is 100% real. Like, uh-huh. she's a great actor. That she stay in character and stay in scene. He's terrific. You know, I think it's fine that he made that choice. It also didn't have to do that. You know. He's got a little tear tattoo? He's a little tear tattoo. He's seen some shit. He's... he's He's now in a, a prison gang. But, you know, once you kill a guy, you're... Sometimes I sit in that coffee shop across the street from your school. 
Yeah, what? I saw that. That's fucking creepy. I saw that. I was, I was going in the ER. Well, I've been in New York for about two months now. Is, is, is that weird? I like that. Oh, you've been watching him from the coffee shop? <laughs> yeah, like, couldn't you have, like, said, hey, I would like to, like, spend some time with him? It's new shit. That's why they thought that this was just going to be a movie that some people would like, but it blew the fuck up. Yeah. It was like, oh, my God. It's more than time for a movie like this. It's dumb how often Hollywood needs to be reminded of that making movies about things people actually go through, experiences people actually have, are important to them. And well, especially well. for that generation, there were so many women in the in the 60s who, who left their families and stuff because it was just, you know, such a hostile time for women and also like such a cultural awakening about how terrible this like way of living was right for women so like a lot of people experienced this and there was so little representation of that because there was such a moral panic about it Listening I like this is necessary, but, I, you know, we, there were already a bunch of movies that were kind of like this. Not like this, but we're, you know, taking the side of the man, so. Right. It's slightly different, and I get it, but there weren't enough movies like Unmarried Woman at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to be like, yeah, let's have a film about dads that can step up, but not necessarily to, like, demonize her as crazy. Which I'm sure a lot of people did. I, w- I never see her as a villain. I don't see her as a villain either, but... I mean, there's a villainy to it. She left her kid, but she made a mistake, you know? And, like, improvised. <laughs> <laughs> Her reaction is real Talk good to it, he, We've seen him in everything. Yeah, seriously. Was he in a question of love? What the fuck? This is, um... I'm pretty sure he's in... Howard Duff. Every, that plays John Shaughnessy, 1913 to 1990, 76 years old. Twilight Zone, World of Difference, Batman. He's in The Late Show. He has a big role in The Late Show, and he's in The Wedding that we just did. Mm-hmm. So oh, he's, he's the, the drunk doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, isn't he always, like, obsessed with boobs or, like, touching yeah, the butt or something? He's, he's always, like, perv. putting his fucking stethoscope on people's boobs and being like, that's fine, I guess. Oh, my God, I forgot that, because I was like, he's somewhere in the wedding, because there's, what, 40 characters that are following him. But who was he? I, th- I know he had a big role in The Late Show. I think he was the murder guy. Like, I think he killed somebody. And then Lily Tom- I think he was out to get Lily Tomlin. Yeah, he was, was he the one who stole her dog? Stole her dog, maybe. Do you remember him? In- I don't, but... That's okay. You remembered him in The Wedding. Yeah. Remember I knew he was in it. Wait, was he... He must have been Art Carney's... Uh, oh, man, you are conning up the storm. <laughs> Rescue. Will you? He was saying in one of the interviews, you know, how 
when a long-term relationship ends, if there was love, if there was actual love, it doesn't just end right away, but then like these divorce things when they're not even speaking to each other and it's just these lawyers, I think that they did a really good job of putting that on the screen, even though I haven't actually been through that with lawyers, but I've seen a lot of movies that I'm like, that's not probably how it is. Was that War of the Roses? Yeah. <laughs> it just has more of a sense of realness about it, I, I feel. Well, I know people a little bit. Now it's like... Yeah. Who's that guy? Well, that's his I, boss. I know. <laughs> He's just come technically got lunch? What were you saying? He's big on these nicknames. Pick me up at 1 o'clock for what? Okay, you got it. Lunch. All you talk about is your kid. God damn it, we haven't talked about boobs. It's real hot in here. I'm going to get in my underwear right away. Mm-hmm. You can all picture me in my tidy whities not really wearing tidy whities They're black. Keep my pants on because I look good in these jeans. <laughs> no, I'm not eating off your plate. I'm not your kid! This shitty boss. I don't like this guy. I don't like his thick ass 70s tie either. What a double Windsor. <laughs> but it's good. Be at a job that you don't have to work 70, 80 hours a week. If I could. You have a little kid and you're single parenting. You don't have to live in Manhattan anymore. Off the Mid-Atlantic account? It's not quite that simple. Uh, yeah, it's not that simple. I don't like you. I think uh, we're going to have to make a few changes. Yeah. We're going to have to make a couple changes. Oh. Break those glasses. Break one, yeah. two, three, four glasses. Pop, 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 pop. Serious. Shove the flowers in his face. Flowers in your face. <laughs> oh, it's painful for you. Oh, well, I'm so sorry for you. Who, who it's funny as I was watching the documentary, it was like a little 48 minute documentary. I was thinking like Mr. Mom that he decided. So watching this now, I'm in as much shock because my memory was that he didn't get fired. Busted. You're fired. You know that your timing sucks. Right. I don't want to feel any more bad about it. No, you don't understand. Yeah, duh. I know I can find another job. That's not what I'm saying. Piece of shit. Seriously, that should be your motivation, doesn't happen. To let him know what a piece of shit he is. Serious? Paying you back? Yeah, exactly. Shame on you. Break the glass! Come back! <laughs> Kick the fucking table over. Pick me up at one. <laughs> they even get a shot of, like, that gives, I feel, vindication for his, you know, he seems like he's like, oh, my life, I'm so shitty. You <laughs> see that a lot in movies, and you don't get that, really, in real life. Where you get, like, shots of the person actually, like, feeling bad. <laughs> I need to rethink my life. I always think it's Only so shitty, movies. and it's so typical when people get fired that they're like, this is really hard for me. I can't, I, I, uh. the boss? Yeah. It's like, how fucking dare you? Yeah, just let people have their feelings. Yeah. I watched a show once where I sided with the guy, I think because it was, um, 
the boss had another guy right. fire him. And he's like, this is really, like, why am I in this room? But it was more, he was, they, you know, we could, let's both be mad at the boss. <laughs> Do you remember in Cheers where Norm got the job of uh, firing everybody? No, but now I can only think of him, like, as a doctor touching people inappropriately. <laughs> But he's one of those amazing character actors that was in everything. So Norm got the job of firing people? What? I don't remember that. Go oh. back. Norm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought up Because he was having such a hard time firing people. He was, like, really nice to people. Oh, took Sam? Him, like, took him, no, no, Norm. Oh, at his job, not at Cheers. Yeah, correct. Oh. And so he'd, like, take him to the bar and then take him to baseball games and all sorts of shit. And then, like, let him know. Activist. You're fired. That's why we're doing all this. And then he was firing a ton of people like that. That's awesome. Because apparently they were having mass layoffs at his work, which sucks. Or there was just a lot of people that sucked. Ooh, checks are ready to be picked up at work. There's some tidbits for you. <laughs> oh, you're about to get served. So there was that guy in that cool jacket. Mr. Kramer. I know it is, but you could just look in your card catalog. God, what a dick. No, I like him. Look at his hair. Eh. He reminds me of Griffin Dunn, who was the guy in um, the, the cream cheese paperweight in After Hours. <laughs> yeah. Cummel? What is it? Something in the art department. Fine. You have to go back on the board. It's all right. It's a big step down. Cut in salary of almost 5000 per year. I'm sure you'd be much happier if you waited until after the first. Okay, do me a favor. Call up Norman Craig and come on. Make an appointment for me today at 4 o'clock. It's the Friday before Christmas. Yeah. I know that, but it's still a work day. So. Nobody's going to want to. You call him up, Brian. Or I start smashing wine glasses. <laughs> seriously, dick. Like, I get it. I'm not a hotshot, asshole. I need a job. God. Look at her hair. And there's Knight fucking and shining suit armor. Of armor and Ajax. <laughs> I'm an ad man, so I'm very drunk. Hey, that guy. They're having like the Christmas party right now. You can hear Show it. his face, because what character actor is he? God. He's in something where he scold somebody. Oh, that's definitely the guy I'm thinking of, but... They say his name. You gotta look him up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's drunk in that party. But he's in something where he scolds the main character. A lot of facts and figures to go through. Was he on Battlestar Galactica? But maybe. What's that music in the background? They're having the Christmas party. It's the Friday before Christmas. They're all getting leathered back there. Look at that guy. He can barely it's stand. It's a bad time for a job, but it's a great time to get a job. I'm drunk. And I love Cher back there. Is that Cher? <laughs> We're all having a great time. Ad agency parties are lit. Having a great time. Great time. Maybe he's in taps. God damn it. I think he's in taps. I don't need 10. You do understand that the salary is $1,400 a year less than you were 
there he is. Jess Osana. He died in 2011. Osuna? I'll tell you why. Listen, Christmas party. Oh, he was in All the President's Men as well. Him. He was like Halderman or something, remember? In what? All the President's Men. Oh, I, I was thinking that, but the, the only one I could think of is the guy who smokes and he's like the no, but, boss. Yeah, he's definitely in it. I mean, he is, but I mean, I, we remember you. See the ponytail? Show him in the back again. Don't leave your book. He only did. Oh That's my God, work. he was in the effects of gamma rays on Man of the Moon Marigolds. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when you can just read it, because usually that title is long and hard to remember. Yes. He's in a movie with a dumb title called Coogan's Bluff. That guy's in Coogan's Bluff. That guy's in Coogan's Bluff? Yeah, Coogan's Bluff. <laughs> then that lady's <laughs> tapping her cigarette on him. Cops and robbers. Well, hey, Days of the Condor. <laughs> Kojak. Kojak is a Kevin Bacon of uh, 70s movies where no matter what actor you see on the screen, they were... You know, in a relationship or in an episode of Kojak. Yes. You know, they, like, dated someone who did an episode of Kojak, or they did an episode of Kojak. <laughs> awesome. We know you're going to quit once you, the trial is over and you get a better job. Or yeah, maybe this will build a bonding relationship. Well, but that's, that, this is their... That's like obviously in the equation of what they're thinking. Ha! Right? Vindication for Nigro. He was in taps. <laughs> uh, consent? <laughs> no, he, it's an ad agency. That's how things work. <laughs> oh, I look have at to that have guy. the clock right here. <laughs> the clock can't be up on the wall. It has to be part of my desk so I can see. <laughs> oh, and it's funny. It's like. Would a kid really love The Office as much as this kid does? That's a new office. No, the kid is just like, this is fucking amazing. You're the best town in the world. You grew up in Brooklyn. This is Brooklyn. Oh, my God. <laughs> a kid that's going to remember where his dad grew up? Not me. Yeah. Not my kid either. But it is a I mean, good not, not at six years old. Yeah, I guess maybe it's a second. Yeah, he was Christ. in fucking taps. Sometimes I'm just, I'm happy at my memory. Somewhere in there, I remember every character actor in taps. He's so proud of him. You got a job, Dad. I'm still thinking about taps. Taps podcast not coming soon. Do you know everyone is in fucking taps? Yeah. It always shocks me. George C. Scott. Taps. Timothy Hutton. Taps. Taps. The, the Tom guy Cruise. That, what? No, he's not Tom Cruise. He's what I'm saying he is. The guy <laughs> who's in Scientology. Taps. <laughs> Sean Penn. Taps. Horrible partner in person. Taps. Uh, there's a couple more people that are in Taps. Aw. Isn't Adam Baldwin in Taps? I think Adam Baldwin. Is Adam Baldwin in Taps? Yeah, everyone's in Taps. Everyone's in Taps. Is he a townie? You know what else is in Taps that's really cool? Huh. Star Trek. 
Star Trek's isn't They're sitting around watching Star Trek. Oh. Take over the military school. I love Taps because there's a fucking total Black Panther Party moment in Taps, which is just brilliant. When former Black Panther Billy X was staying on my couch, even he was like, yeah, Taps has that fucking moment in it. Because like she is solid creeping. They ripped out an amazing moment in the history of the Black Panther Party and put it in a movie about white kids in a military school. <laughs> it's just that moment where they're doing, you know, cop watching with guns, and they're like, you know, we're going to kill this kid. And they're like, no, and they all pump their shotguns. <laughs> it's brilliant, and that's what they do in taps. Like, we think the military school should stay open. No, we're going to take it over. Clack up, clack up, clack up. <laughs> clack up. I love that the kid's room is decorated with, like, a, a green grass carpet and, like, uh, clouds and blue sky. It's very cool. Now, also in the wedding, didn't he, like, always have a drink in his hand? Always. <laughs> Every scene. <laughs> People talk about that with Trailer Park Boys, but he was doing it way before. Thank you ever see her talk to the wall? <laughs> Father's Day candy. What about the wall? What? The wall? He's, he's like, she's, used, she's seeing a psychiatrist. Can we use that against her? <laughs> and he's like... Did you ever see her talk to the walls? <laughs> he's establishing a baseline of uh, well, he's kind mental of playing health. that same you know character actor where I feel he should have a drink. He should have a drink. <laughs> he doesn't he, have to be touching a butt, but he should be. Ha- he should he, have a drink. He does have a drink. It's in the drawer just below camera. Yeah. They're like, it's no, no. Bring these kitties over here. Oh, fast walking. <laughs> I tried to reach out for your cat. This is a shot. Uh-oh. That's inappropriate. You just showed up and played a harpsichord real loud. and uh, right. That's such right with the crescendo of the music. It's almost like they planned it. Dad's like, this is a bunch of bullshit. You come back around. Oh, it was a planned visit. Sorry, we've been talking through this podcast. Yeah. It was a plan. That was that whole phone call he was It was just a plan to crescendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember now. Which, yeah. That's a dirty building. Is that, that building is a, still there? Oh, yeah. Clean it up. Yeah, it looks like it needs a good pressure washing, doesn't it? That's what I thought. Get the pressure wash out. Probably start crumbling if you now spray it, it down. Now it turns into a big courtroom. Actually, it's probably like a week without pressure washing only, you know? I mean, there's it so much smog at that fucking point. A pressure wash. A week without a Santa Claus, you remember that? <laughs> One of the great Christmas specials. A week without a Santa Claus. I don't think I ever saw that. Is that one with the Burgermeister? It's like this German dude takes toys away from Burgermeister. <laughs> the Burgermeister! The mayor? I do not think that well, We're going to watch that. it right after this <laughs> podcast, and we'll review it. It's a 70s thing. It's so weird that they would use Burgermeister. 
Unless I remembered it wrong, which is not possible. That, that is Mayer, right? My German's not totally off there, is it? Well, yeah, when you say that, I was like, yeah, I think he was like, he ruled the town or something. Yeah. Cause yeah, Meister, and he wouldn't let the kids have any toys. Because Meister is like boss, and Berger yeah, is like someone who Meister. lives on like a mountain town. Ugh. I think so. Now, Dustin Hoffman was saying he talked to the stenographer. They hired a real stenographer to do the stenography in this movie because there wasn't an actor that could do it. Well, no, <laughs> who could type that, like, that four-key fucking thing? And so, and there she is, and, uh, whoa, does he have a, like, mole right in the middle of his nose? Or <laughs> I'm going to focus on that. But Dustin Hoffman talked to the stenographer, uh, and he was like, oh, what do you do? Do you do divorce? And she was like, God, no. She said she used to do divorce. <laughs> and they're like, what do you do now? And she's like, homicide. <laughs> That's <the best laughs> so much easier. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, doing divorce stenography was like too emotional and too much, but much happier with homicide. <laughs> And that's her right there. I mean, it's like the perfect thing, right? Just, you already do this. Yeah, absolutely. It's neat. When we watch these movies, you can find out what jobs that you could do. Uh, when we did um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, they hired a lot of people that were staff at the institution to, mm -hmm. to be there and do that. It was neat. Seemed like they did a really good job. Um, the therapist in uh, Unmarried Woman was a real therapist. I just think it's neat. You'd be like, just do what you do. I'm sure some people can't. Right. I can't just do what I do. There's a camera, and I'm thinking about it. She makes thirty-one thousand. I make less than that. Shit. She's been all straight. She makes way more. This is the hard part where I have to explain some shit. During the last five years of our marriage. How long were they married? They look pretty young in this. I was becoming more and more unhappy. More and more troubled. Straight. Really needed something to help me. But when I tried to tell you, what is he paying this lawyer for? I feel like there's like at least a few objections or something you could do to like throw off her game. Yeah, but I remember that when I'm watching that. It was one of those like, oh. I'll go for the jugular later. But that might—that <laughs> also might be something that he's dictated out ahead of time, where he's like, "Do you want like me to go hard? Because I could be a total asshole." I think they discussed it. It'd just be like, if I was a divorce attorney, that's a conversation I'm having ahead of time with the person to be like, like Danny DeVito and More of the Roses. Here's my strategy. No, you just have a little list here. Like, what do you want? <laughs> This costs this, this is this. California. So I don't, I was trying to figure out how old they were when they did this. And lots of times for older actors on IMDb, they just put when they were born, they don't put their age, and that's math. <laughs> she's like 1948, and he's like 1937. Hoffman's older. We talked about, uh, I don't know what other podcast. I have all these pictures of him. 
during the townhouse bombing, uh, when the Weather Underground uh, blew up some of their own people, uh, Dustin Hoffman lived in a townhouse right next door. So there's all these pictures of him <laughs> in the rubble and shit. And he also um, he helped out. They went to his house, I think, right away, and they helped. He helped out Kathy Wilkerson, gave them some money, and wow, they were like completely dazed and like naked or something. On fire. On fire. <laughs> Can we have some money, Mr. Hoffman? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, you say you're liberal, but are you? I mean, <laughs> give me your dough. We'll be out of here. Sorry we blew up your house. <laughs> That's why you pay your homeowner's insurance. Sorry, three people died. That's horrible. You're horrible. How could you? <laughs> Such a weird thing. Do you going scratch into the walls? Courtroom and doing this. I mean, I get it, but. It's neat how it's shot differently that with with more money and a a, a better crew. Because I'm thinking of a a question of love, and this is like shot way better. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not dissing any crew, but TV crews they got to work a lot faster. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. So instead of having a nice like courthouse they make a crap courthouse and give you lots of other distractions like stupid people sitting in there and being what are jury. you talking about you're a jury how dare you diss a question of love do you think it has the same budget yes no but what they did on a shoestring budget that's what i'm saying they just gave that's you what me. i was saying we were agreeing i'm gonna throw don't, shit don't at you. agree with me you can agree I don't agree with I'm you. I'm just taking it all in. I'm just not. What? No, you, what, you can't circle back. <laughs> circle back and switch. I'm just stenography. Yeah, like, I get to ask you questions. That's how this works. No, a wedding ruined this. And then you reminded me of it. Now he's just ruined. Where's your drink? <laughs> and clink, clink, clink. <laughs> <laughs> the ice. That's an extra touch for y'all. The clinking of the ice. There's your jugular. Right. Then he's fucking Oz. A philanderer? (laughs) What the hell is that? What was that long ass pause? Oh, I loved it. That's fucking Streep. She's like, I know where you're going and fuck you, but yeah, no. See, she knew. Yeah. Boys Club. Did you hold his coat while he moshed? How long did you plan to? On the grounds of vagueness. (laughs) I like it. I'll allow it. I don't recall. I don't remember. Yeah, remember better. They both both of the lawyers are totally picked for their smarminess. They both have different classic smarmy mustaches. Yeah, do you have a lover now? Yeah, I'll allow it. Patriarch. We all want to know. Tell this chick to answer me. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Can we treat those witnesses hostile? Clink, clink, clink. Keep your child for that matter. 
That's right. That you've never really done anything in your life that was continuing to Oh, is he harassing or is I he asking? I hope you can hear that. Pulled them dreads apart. It was like a... Oh, well, we'll have to turn everything off and we'll do a little ASMR for that. Uh, thank you for giving a shot of Streep's boots because they're magical. Yeah, they, her outfit is pretty good. I don't like the outfit. It's too... Don't? 80s and beigey or whatever it is. I don't like it. It's definitely but The boots are amazing. The cut or whatever is fine. It's just the color. And the shirt's a little like, I don't know, Bob's Country, I'm making omelets. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making y'all want grits? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we know that... Who's that judge? I gotta look that judge. What? Clink, clink, clink. Yeah. But ho, you just rewrote material law. <laughs> I'd like to ask this model of stability. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. Wave your sausage Eric. fingers. Whoa. Fire and thunder. That, that was a sweet moment. Yeah, and it was like wrong, but they put it in there. I mean, he no. used, the director used it for that, but he was doing something else, and they put that in there. I guess they yelled cut, and he was like, what was that? Mm -hmm. Something where he was like being like, I know it's okay for you to miss your husband or something. Something about her doing, getting her, hitting her emotional mark. I don't know, like encouraging. Right. It wasn't, but he's like, I'm going to use that for this. And he did. <laughs> it, oh, it, look, she was rewriting marital law. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Victory? I said I think that worked better. Oh, I do Seems too. Seems like it was a good choice. Yeah. But I mean, like th that the fact that they weren't playing off each other in that moment is like a testament to how good both of those actors are. That they, and and the editing of that, that they could come. Wait, put that continuity what's the rest of it? Complete guide to what? Awesome, man. <laughs> that poor kid just had to have that stink ass fucking <laughs> milk mustache like the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know it's actually that just paste awful smell is just like god milk I'm sure it wasn't brain. real milk it was just white paint or something yeah I know that made me think of the smell too automats <laughs> you're boring that kid to sleep so I don't remember what else the kid was in Justin Henry but apparently he was in um, Breakfast Club ER. He did an episode of Fantasy Island. Seems like he got out of acting. How long have you known Joanna Kramer? I hate his mustache. No, he's in a bunch of TV movies. He's in a lot of things that get really high ratings, but I don't. I haven't seen any of these! 
Ooh, what about her shirt? It's all pleated or something? What is that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't think I like it either. It's like an altar boy outfit or something. <laughs> like a fitted altar boy outfit. It does. It looks like the altar boy outfits that we used to wear, but without the coat. Just the, I can shake the incense to it. He does have a mole on his nose, but I feel like it was right in the dead center of the nose, and now it's off to the side. What well, do you think? They moved it for the scene? No, I think he's an amazing actor that can move the mole. <laughs> I gotta get that other lawyer. Can't be this guy. What's this guy's name? I don't know. Don Wellington? Well, they found the judge. No, I did not. I'm not gonna find him. Ooh, that does sound familiar, but, uh. Yeah, but I'm mad. Things are not the same now. Yeah. It is not the same, man. You don't know how hard it is. Mrs. Phelps, please. You haven't seen after the French toast. You haven't seen them together, Joanna. You wouldn't want to steal. Mrs. Phelps, that will be all. Oh. You did take the fuck off. Nice gray streak. Doesn't think she has a distinct look. How dare you? Well, she doesn't. She I mean, that does. altar boy thing really makes it look more Big distinct. Jane Alexander Fran, very distinct. <sighs> there are some people that I feel don't have a distinct look. But I, that makes her more versatile as an actress, honestly. What are you eating? Basically, jelly beans, oh, but they're Mike and Ike. Mike and Ike, you've been wolfing down Mike and Ike's over there. Mm hmm. All that sugar. I'm loving every minute of it. Loving every minute of it. If I understand it correctly, what means the most here is what's best for our son. What's best for Bill. My wife used to always say to me, Why can't a woman have the same ambitions as a man? I think you're right. Oh, this much is true. Yeah. The law of the land. You're rewriting marital law. I nurtured. I love. That's good. <laughs> Everyone who has a kid is like, yeah, yeah, not wrong. But <laughs> I don't know that I would have used that. I've been there. You can refer to scene 12, scene yeah. 8. Yeah. Like when he can just be like, okay, fuck all these lawyers, let's just find a way to talk. And I get how sometimes people can't. Right. But it's weird, you know, from state to state, how the laws are different, you know, it's like... It may be irreparable. The law would be like, you can't just do 50-50. Which is 
crazy. It is one of the crazy things that's yeah, still I don't, out there. I don't understand her motivation for wanting full custody and not just doing, like, weekend dad gig. Like, if she's got this, like, big designer job and stuff, like, I don't see why. Except maybe that it's a spontaneous thing. I didn't see him and I want to see him. Or, yeah, the way she's playing it isn't, you know... Lots, lots of times it's a vengeance thing, you know. They'd be like, I want to get the kids. And, which is what he was talking about in the movie Lenny. <laughs> which is taken from a Lenny Bruce bit. Hmm. How lots of times that does happen. You try to, you know, get back at your partner through divorce. Get the money, get the kids. It's almost 29000 which sometimes I support, depending on how the nature of the relationship went. Objection, Your Honor. I must pass the counsel's last remark. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> what was the thing I was talking about that you said that you knew about um, the relationship that had a, a weird term? Give that to like, me again. It was something from, from Veronica Mars where it's like, shit, it was like kind of a dine and dash where if you get out before... Ten years of, of marriage or whatever, then you don't have to pay the person half or whatever. Oh right, right. It's a certain so some, you know, patriarchal dipshit has a trophy wife and he has, you know, nine takes her out for dinner at nine months, nine years and nine, eleven months. And they're like, bye. <laughs> Doesn't have to pay shit or something. It happens enough to where it had a term. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what it is now. Oh, we just talked about it. That's I know, I know. It's, it's the heat. I'm, I'm melting. You can't beat the heat. The wave that everybody had in L.A. now is, is coming here. It's going to be hot all week here. There's so much of this stuff that is in a... a divorce thing in the movie Lenny. It's really interesting. It'd be hard to do multiple of those. Which is, what? Multiple what? Courtroom scenes like this where you're going through it over and over and like being expected to like bring up this same emotion over and over. Speaking of bringing up, I want to bring up your cat. How about this one? Oh, you got She didn't scream. You want to be free. Okay. Almost lost tonight. Button your bottom button. Quit going for the jugular. Brutal. Streep, how could you? Wait, is he has a limp now suddenly? He's always had the cane. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting... They won't let me a have a drink, so I have a cane. <laughs> I have to do know. something with my hand. I wrote a war injury that I had. <laughs> We did our best. <laughs> Which is it? Oh, Whoa! I've been in those elevators. Oh, there. it's so cool. Awesome. That's really fast for one of those. I know, it's kicking ass up there. <laughs> I always wanted to get one of those lift Mail up. Strip. Ted, I don't know what happened to my arms, but they're gone. <laughs> Oh, 
Okay. Cool. Believe me. I believe you. Okay. It's a lawyer. We're not friends any longer. You're trying to take my kid. Yeah, I know he's your kid too, and you probably should have some time. Cool but boots. you really think there isn't a possibility that they tore that courtroom down? Oh, there's totally a possibility. Now they probably just covered it in fake wood paneling and <laughs> popcorn ceiling or whatever. Shane <laughs> <Jane> Alexander. <laughs> like acoustic drop ceiling stuff. <laughs> They've made it beautiful. He grabbed your scarf. And then probably spent millions in the late 90s, like, Ugh. taking all that shit out. Right. <laughs> Jack hammering off all the popcorn ceilings. <laughs> refurbishing the old stuff. <laughs> Abysmal yellow popcorn wall. Do you like her hat? Yes or no? It's fine. Stupid yes or no! I'm still thinking of the song by Shudder to Think called Abysmal Yellow Popcorn Wall. Hey. Uh, no, I don't like her hat. Fine. Happy? Yes. Cause it, but Because it had like dents in it. Do I get a discount since we lost? They lost? <laughs> I missed it. Uh didn't matter. It was over before we started. Uh, it's called the Tweed Courthouse, 52 Chambers Street, Manhattan, New York. We'll check to see if it's still there. Every other, other weekend? weekend? We'll tell you in the, in the roundup. Okay. There's his drink. Yeah. He's missed it. As it's missed him too, though. This time it'll be Billy. Yeah, that's awesome because he's like, I assumed that his lawyer wouldn't say that. I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to be a more human person than you're normally used to. But like, <laughs> if you do this, <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like, you know, been at his job too long. Yeah. Which is what a lot of the characters in, in Justice for All are like. They're all like burnt and they just... There's that one scene where they just break down. Is there a butt pocket on her binder? Yes. And Justice for All podcast coming soon, everyone. Please go away. Financial District, Manhattan, Federal Hall, Chrysler Building. Where Billy learns to ride a bike and is reunited with Joanna, the mall. Central Park, you were right. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. And I've been in Central Park, but it's so huge, so I don't remember that mall part of it. I think we went to the part where you get on the ferry to go to see the Statue of Liberty. And is that in Central Park? It must oh, have been. I don't think so. Well, then I was in a different part. It was funny because it was like, these myths of New York, it was like all, like a sea of dead rats. <laughs> oh, and I was no. like, this is what I thought it would be like, and yeah. Where's my bed going to be? What am I going to sleep? Where's my bed going to be? What am I going to sleep? Oh, I always figured that a lot. You have your own bedroom in her place? She better. I got a sweet Dude, cut your hair. <laughs> it says hair in the front. Yeah, someone 
cut part of it. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll make the bangs up here. No, don't make them down here. Oh, okay. Central Park, Billy School, the Lily Devoy Blake School, 45th, 81st Street. It is all Manhattan, Manhattan, Aww. Manhattan. It's nice when you have an award-winning movie, how they'll give you all of the filming locations. Why isn't there an Oscar for a kid who just fucking kills it? Because this yeah, kid. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he might have been nominated. I'll have to check. But uh, he was. But he said in the thing that he didn't win. Yeah. Just bullshit. This kid nails everything. He's so good. Uh, what's her name? One for uh, Paper Moon. Weepy in all the scenes. And she man. was. How uh, is he not hitting that kid's head on those boards? <laughs> She and it looks like he's like lifting him up extra <laughs> high. Too. She was the Did you like that scene? We'll worry about my safety now. <laughs> youngest actor to win an Academy Award. Who is? No, keep talking about the kid bumping his head. It didn't happen. It just looked like it was gonna. Oh, hey, remember that movie? We Tatum O'Neill. About the who was in the Bad News Bears? Person doing what's it called? The person singing advertisements and she doesn't get the egg job because the eggs don't make the omelets fluffy. Stop, it's the milk. No. <laughs> Wasn't that... Oh. Isn't that You Light Up My Life? Yes, yeah. it is. I think it was because it was just like <laughs> movie around a hit song. It was just like, <laughs> what's come out of that is the hit song more than the movie. I had a good time watching that with you guys more than too. when I watched it by myself. So there are certain <laughs> movies that should be watched with people. Look, they and got it's their a French... fun movie to watch because you can see where they this was a miss and this was a miss. Some script issues. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? You just remember that Oh, no, I remember that. Like, I remember that movie. They were like two friends and she was in Harry and Tonto and they were like going to... Uh, Try to get gigs together. I don't remember what lit up her life or what it the was The fact about. That, that she found herself. <laughs> she didn't need a man. Like She, she had she a boyfriend. She found herself. And she was going to be this, this other guy. But then, like, all the guys sucked. And then her dad was... Oh, do you remember? She had that stupid no, act not. that she did where she was, like, the dummy. No. Where she played the ventriloquist dummy. Oh, it's Dee Dee Cone, though. But I don't think she was the main... I guess she was. Which is funny because she's my favorite pink lady from Greece, Dee Dee Cohn. Look at him in his little cardigan! Holy shit, you're cute. <laughs> oh, so cute. Oh. I do remember it now when she was a little kid. Yeah, and they had a terrible act, yeah, and she no, it wasn't continued terrible. to do it as an adult. Dur -dur 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 -dur. You hate ventriloquist acts. I do. What's wrong with you? Oh my god. What's happening? She asked him to come down and meet him alone. Oh. Meet her alone. Attack of the ventriloquist act. <laughs> it was like fighting off lawyers god, in my dreams. Shitty lawyers with drinks <laughs> and she, moving moles. She dragged a comb across her head. Woke up. 
Got a man dragged a comb across my head. Do, 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 do. Somebody upstairs in the house smoking. Somebody smoking. I found a giraffe. <laughs> You're leaving again. Are you fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? Could you get a bottle of wine and a bunch of wine glasses? Oh, just I'll hug you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You Can't we have just to do come up and talk 50-50? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yes, I think you must. Yeah, get your ass up there. <laughs> you are coming upstairs if I have to drag your ass upstairs <laughs> to talk to him. Do you have your key? Does she have a key? How's she getting in? She's getting in. We just do 50. Why is that not dropped in the lap of reality at this point? We can just do 50-50? Right. He's home, but he could be home with both of us. It's weird. You do the weekends and the thing or whatever. Then they'll meet in the middle. Yeah. It's doing great things that are necessary for reality in 1979. Right. It could be a lot better. Oh. Hopefully it is now. I'm so glad that she goes upstairs and talks with him because I would like throw we her don't off know. a fucking building. But if the I story did. doesn't end. <laughs> and she just goes upstairs and then gets goes to the stairwell and just sneaks out. Well, maybe Dee Dee Cohn is my second favorite pink lady. <laughs> now yeah. you're you're doubting your Dee Dee Cohn favorite. I always pink forget lady? my favorite pink lady is only you know in it for a little bit, but she does the brush up, brush up, brush up with the new Ipana, new Ipana toothpaste is dandy for your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would like watch that a million times when I first met you because I think sure you did indeed. that all so right. many all times. Right. I got it, sure I want. Brush up, brush up, brush up with the new Ipana. <laughs> I would have never remembered that about that movie if it wasn't for you. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, they're at this, like, slumber party, and they're all, like, talking about boys, and she's talking about, like, bosoms and shit that isn't interesting to me, and then she's just, brush up, brush up, brush, and I was like, I would hang out with her. <laughs> she's got interesting things to say. Mm-hmm. Very important. Oh, goodness. Well, that brings us to the end of Kramer versus Kramer. I've hope you've I have enjoyed shit to watching say. it. Well, while this happens, now I'm fine. I need to urinate. Yeah. We'll see you in the wrap up. These cats need fed. Uh, join us in the wrap up. Uh, we will talk more about this movie, and we will see you soon.